Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is the president of the Florida State Senate. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo right here on the Paradise Coast. Seton Motley is the founder and president of a less government. He'll be joining us as well. It is March the 14th, and on this day... In 1879, Albert Einstein was born, the son of a Jewish electrical engineer in Alma, Germany. Einstein's theories of special and general relativity drastically altered human understanding of the universe, and his work in particle and energy theory helped make possible the quantum mechanics and ultimately the atomic bomb. After a childhood in Germany and Italy, Einstein studied physics and mathematics at the Federal Polytechnic Academy in Zurich, Switzerland. He became a Swiss citizen in 1905 and was awarded a PhD from the University of Zurich while working as a, at the Swiss Patent Office in Bern. That year, which historians of Einstein's career call the Annas uh, Mirabilis, or the Miracle Year, he published five theoretical papers that were to have been a profound effect on the development of modern physics. In the first of these, titled On a Heuristic View, uh, concerning the production of transpiration of light, Einstein theorized that light is made up of individual quanta, or photons, that demonstrate particle-like properties while collectively behaving like a wave. The hypothesis, as an important step in the development of quantum theory, uh, was arrived at through Einstein's examination of the photoelectric effect, a phenomenon in which so some solids emit electrically charged particles when struck by light. The work would later earn him a uh, 1921 Nobel Prize in physics. The second paper, he devised a new method of counting and determining the size of atoms and molecules in a given space. And in the third, he offered a mathematical explanation for the constant erratic movement of particles suspended in fluid, known as the Brownian motion. These two papers provided indisputable evidence of the existence of atoms, which at the time was still disputed by a few scientists. Einstein's, Einstein's fourth groundbreaking scientific work in 1905 addressed what he termed his special theory of relativity. In special relativity, uh, time and space were not absolute, but relative to the motion of the observer. Thus, two observers traveling at great speeds in regard to each other would not necessarily observe a simultaneous events in time and space at the same moment, nor necessarily agree on their measurements of, of space. In Einstein's theory, the speed of light, which is uh, a limiting speed of any body, having mass is constant at all frames of reference. In the fifth paper, the year of the year, an exploration of the mathematics of special relativity, Einstein announced that mass and energy were the equivalent and could be calculated with the equation E equals mc squared. 
What an amazing mind he had. I don't, I'm sure I understood anything <laughs> I just told you, but it is amazing this man was so smart and uh, did this without necessarily collaboration with other scientists. Although the public was not uh, quick to embrace his revolutionary science, Einstein was uh, welcomed into the circle of Europe's most eminent physicists and given pro professorships at Zurich, Prague, and Berlin. In 1916, he published The Foundation for the General Theory of Relativity, which proposed that gravity, as well as motion, can affect the intervals of time and space. According to Einstein, gravitation is not a force, as Isaac Newton had argued, but a curved field in a space-time continuum created by the presence of mass. The object of very large gravitational mass, such as the sun, would therefore appear to warp space and time around it, which could be demonstrated by observing starlight at the, as it skirted the sun on its way to Earth. In 1919, astronomers studying a solar eclipse verified predictions Einstein made into the general theory of relativity, and he became an overnight celebrity. Later, other predictions of general relativity, such as the shift in the orbit of the planet of Mercury and the probable existence of black holes, were confirmed by scientists. During the next decade, Einstein made continued gross contributions to quantum theory and be began work on a unified field theory, which he hoped would encompass quantum mechanics and his own relative theory as a grand explanation of the workings of the universe. At the world -renowned public, as a world-renowned public figure, he became increasingly political, taking up the cause of Zionism and speaking out against militarism and rearmament. In his native Germany, he made uh, him unpopular figure, and after Nazi leader Adolf Hitler became a chancellor of Germany in 1933, Einstein renounced his German citizenship and left the country. He later settled in the United States, where he accepted a post at the Institute for Advanced Study in Princeton, New Jersey. He would remain there for the rest of his life, working on his unified field theory and relaxing by sailing on a local lake or playing his violin. He became an American citizen in 1940. In 1939, despite his lifelong pacifist beliefs, he agreed to write to President uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt on behalf of a group of scientists who are concerned with the American inaction in the field of atomic weapons research. Like the other scientists, he feared sole German possession of such a weapon. He played no role, however, in the subsequent Manhattan Project and later deplored the use of atomic bombs against Japan. After the war, he called for the establishment of a world government that would control nuclear technology and prevent future arms conflict. Uh, in 1950, he published his Unified Field Theory, which was quietly criticized as a failure, a unified explanation of gravitation, subatomic phenomena, and electromagnetism remained elusive today. Uh, Albert Einstein, one of the most creative minds in human history, died in Princeton in 1955. What an amazing story. And of course, this could be apocryphal, but he apparently had the reputation of not being able to count change. Uh, what an amazing mind. Well, uh, Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo, he's our Surgeon General here in Florida, said he will respond after receiving a joint letter from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention regarding the COVID-19 vaccines. The joint response said the agencies would like to correct the associated misinterpretations and misinformation about the data from the Vaccine Adverse Event Report System, or VAERS, in the spirit of transparency and supporting and, and serving the health of our nation. Uh, that's a word salad that basically says uh, <laughs> we're right uh, and you, you can't criticize us. It's so many words. 
The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System is a national early warning system to detect possible safety problems in the U.S. licensed vaccines and is co-managed by the CDC and the FDA. The joint letter is a response uh, a letter uh, Ladapo sent to the FDA in February. Ladapo's uh, original letter told the FDA that academic researchers throughout the United States and around the globe have seen troubling safety signals of adverse events surrounding this vaccine. He said that the, his concerns are corroborated by an increase in the reports of the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. During a meeting on Monday for the new Public Health Integrity Committee, Ladapo said the media, uh, media loves to coordinate messages, a recent one being the deluge of articles stemming from the joint letter he received. And while Ladapo did not issue a formal response, he said that there are some examples in their letter that illustrate how far off the path of his science, scientific integrity and truth they've gone. Uh, the FDA's joint letter said in part, like every other medical intervention, there are adverse effects from vaccinations. Serious adverse effects from the COVID-19 vaccines are rare, are, are far outweighed by the benefits of these vaccines for every age group. That's what the letter said from the FDA. The claim that the increase of VAERS reports of life-threatening conditions reported from Florida and elsewhere represents an increase of risk caused by the COVID-19 vaccines is incorrect, misleading, and could be harmful to the American public. Joint letter from the CDC-FDA to Surgeon General Ladapo <clears throat> Uh, set during the meeting, Ladapo said that they used the term extremely rare and said it is uh, factually incorrect. We have members of this committee that are co-authors of a very nice analysis that was published in the Journal of Vaccine that found a rare uh, rate as high as 1 in 550 for serious adverse events after the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, which I'm unaware of any scientific body that would categorize that as being extremely rare. That's obviously not extremely rare. He also said that we will be responding to that and said it's just one demonstration. Now, this is why I'm covering this and why I think it's so important. First of all, it's uh, Ladapo is uh, speaking truth to power right now. Needless to say, the CDC and the FDA and these other uh, alphabet agencies have the upper hand when it comes to trying to define the truth and being able to fuel the, uh, uh, the information that's out there. But he's standing up to them, along with other scientists, and basically without uh, using... Uh, uh, by using science, I should say, by using science, he's responding to their misleading statements about the vaccines. So I really appreciate this. I think it's an important debate to have, and I think he is uh, serving uh, our needs and serving us as citizens of the state, free state of Florida. I really appreciate it. Just because the CDC is, as we recommend, as many of us recognize, and really many people around the country recognize, they have lost their way in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic, he'd explained. It is, has certainly been an area where uh, politics and political aims and objectives are trumping science and science-based recommendations and reasoning and guidance. There's just no doubt about that, Ladapo continued. Uh, so just important research. Uh, Ladapo said one of the things that could do is to make guidance documents which would be brief uh, re related to specific issues. Uh, this committee really does serve an important purpose as prudential, experienced, and expert committee of scientists 
who are also happen to have integrity and the courage to stick to their integrity, even when the going gets rough, Ladapo said. Dr. J. Bhattacharya uh, was one of those doctors. This is a, a I think, just very, this is a, something that actually the governor, first of all, hired Ladapo. He was a great hire as our Surgeon General. And then he also formed this committee to uh, take a look at what's going on with regard to COVID-19 in the state of Florida. Excellent, in my opinion. Well, former uh, federal investigator Diane Cutler spent, uh, who spent two decades combating white-collar crime and healthcare fraud, is currently reviewing the U.S. government grants that supported coronavirus-related research at the Wuhan Microbiology Lab in China. Uh, Catherine Herridge from CBS News reported Sunday on Cutler's findings. Cutler reviewed over 50,000 documents and discovered the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan laboratories through the National Institutes of Health and the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID. The U.S. government may have paid twice for medical supplies, equipment, travel, and salaries. The investigation is ongoing and may take months to complete. This is so interesting because you may be aware that, of course, Dr. Fauci said this research never happened. And uh, right now we're finding out from Cutler that, uh, well, you know, you know, he did it. We paid for it twice. It's just unbelievable. Amazing stuff. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Give them a call. Also, Life in Naples magazine, be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with uh, Kathleen Pasadomo, our uh, president of the Senate here in the state of Florida, and also our state senator. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. 
everyone. Every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CallYourSeniorCenter.org. That's CallYourSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the InternationalHealthPlans.com. That's InternationalHealthPlans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. Travel with confidence and make sure that you're going to be protected. Uh, And you can go to the website, InternationalHealthPlans.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senator, as well as president of the Florida State Senate, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Well, you had a big day uh, last Tuesday, and since then, a a lot of water under the bridge. You know, I, I was uh, when I was waiting for your call. I was thinking about it. Last Tuesday seems like a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's, so much has happened in the last week. Uh, you know, we had, of course, the opening ceremonies in both the House and the Senate. Um, I gave my priorities for the upcoming for this session, as did the Speaker. The Governor gave the State of the State address. Um, and then um, my two priority bills, the affordable housing bill and the um, a wildlife corridor bill, passed uh, off the floor of the Senate. And then, you know, we're going to be working on the tort reform bill this week and a lot of other really important legislation. It's, it's just nonstop from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Well, and getting some great stuff done. I mean, there's not a, a yeah. lot of... Uh... Uh, I guess, uh, contention right now in the Senate because of, they have a supermajority right now. But the stuff you're getting done is just really, really important. And I must say, uh, I watched the video of the governor's address. I think it was 33 minutes long. It was fantastic. He did, he did a really good job laying out his accomplishments to date and some of his um, priorities for this session. Uh, you know, I thought I thought it was balanced and, and, and well done and you know, the best part, he talked about the partnership relationship between uh, the governor's office, his office, and the House and the Senate. And, and I, you know, I feel that way, too. I feel like we, we are in a partnership. It's great. So, uh, and some important legislation passed, at least by the Senate this week. Um, oh, yeah. The, um, the Wildlife Corridor Bill and the Affordable Housing Bill. Uh, and, and, of course, the, you know, the Affordable Housing Bill is just... Um, a super uh, prior, it's, it's just an amazing bill that has so much to offer and hopefully uh, we'll have immediate results uh, the way it was crafted. As soon as the governor signs it, I think we're going to see a lot of movement in that whole sector. Well, that is uh, just outstanding. Uh, can you just give us a bare bones kind of description of the housing bill? Well, yeah, sure. It, it um it contains a lot of different components. Number one, it gives local governments the ability uh, to offer tax uh, reductions to uh, for units that are affordable, attainable. It has a, a component for um, uh, something we call the missing middle, 
and that is people that are that are not right now qualify for a down payment assistance and or um, or rental assistance, and those are the people that are making. Uh, too much to qualify for some of the current programs, but too little to actually afford to live. Mm-hmm. Our whole goal of this bill, and we call it Live Local, is for people to live near where they work. And so, the, you know, that's the that's the, the way the bill is is uh, was created, and it, it really is going to make a huge difference. I, there's so much as 106 pages of all new laws, so it'll take me an hour or two to describe. Uh, understood, but that, that's great uh, that you're making progress on that, and also making sure that it's not uh, government money just pouring government money at the problem. It's uh, exactly trying to solve not, the problem through no, the free market. Partnership, yeah. partnerships between local governments, uh, affordable housing developers, Florida Housing. Um, it, it it really is. It, it's not a giveaway at all. Good to hear. So, uh, of course, we've had this event this past week on the Silicon Valley Bank uh, uh, being closed, taken over by the FDIC. We've had another couple of uh, banks fail as well. And I just wondered if uh, this is on your radar at all and if you have any concerns about it. Well, um, it, of course, it's on our radar. But, uh, you know, Florida is different. Uh, you know, when you look at that, you know, the Silicon Valley Bank, it was a lot of startups, a lot of uh, companies that just, you know, need capital, mm-hmm. infusion of capital, and, and uh, we're concerned about it. We have a lot of old, established uh, companies in, in our state, and the ones that are moving to our state are established. They're not startups generally. And we also have some pretty good um, parameters around uh, our Department of Economic Opportunity and how we deal with startups and, and the like. So I don't think that's going to be a problem in Florida. Oh, that's nice to hear. Well, you know, everybody's concerned about their deposits right, and right now, although sure. I don't know how the federal government says we're not going to. Uh, <laughs> where's this money coming from that they're using to make make everybody whole? Right. There's got to be trillions right. of dollars. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just crazy. Uh, any comments at all about any other legislation? Well, uh, we this uh, two of the big bills that uh, we we've been working on. One is tort reform is moving quickly through the uh, the Senate. It's on the floor of the House uh, on Thursday, and uh, the Speaker's uh, uh, School uh, Choice Bill, the voucher bill, is moving quickly uh, and and will be on the floor of both the House and the Senate uh, very soon. Uh, so those are very big and bold bills, and, and are really important. Thank you so much. Kathleen Pasadomo, again, our uh, Florida State Senate President, as well as our uh, State Senator here in uh, the Paradise Coast. Genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-2000. 
1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by uh, Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure, Bob, meeting an awful lot lately about the death of the nine-to-five job. And, you know, we grew up in the generation where you, number one, work for a company for tens, twenties years, and then you retired. Uh, you didn't even take early retirement. And now the the reasons that people are working are far different than we were. It used to be before to make money, uh, to reach your career peak. Now, 56% of the people that are working want to feel happy and they want to stay fit and healthy. That is so interesting. Things have changed, haven't they? I think a lot of it has to do, I think this process has been accelerated because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. People don't want to do those deadly commutes. They're working long hours. And I think that, you know, the five-day work week was created largely for agriculture and, and the industrial society. It isn't like that anymore. Um, now people spend a lot of time on the weekends, you know, trying to catch up. Yeah. And they are saying, you know what, we don't want to work nine to five. We only want four days of work. Well, the other thing that's happening, Boo, is uh, many people have been working at home because of COVID. And many now are saying, I don't want to go back to the office. I, yep. I, f- I forgot what. Flex pers- time. Yeah. And uh, what's happened? This is an amazing thing. I read this and I probably get it. I won't be perfect, but I- what I read is that uh, actually people are being more productive on the job as a result of being at home. They're spending more time with their families. And get this, the birth rate is going up for the, uh, for the, uh, uh, for the United States. In other words, it's, uh, it was, uh, we expected to stay low, but actually accelerated in 2022. Well, that could bring on other problems later <laughs> on, but uh, I guess none of that, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be all that surprising, but... 
they there's a new normalization of yeah. the flexible hours, people not wanting to spend so much time in cars. Yeah. Um, they find that now with the technology, you can work from anywhere. Yeah. You can. You know, when my kids come to visit me, a lot of times during the day, a significant portion of the day, they're working online, they're working um, they're in Florida relaxing, they're on vacation, but they're also working, and they can do that very easily. Yeah. It's amazing. I, the, uh, I was wondering how this is all going to turn out, because there's there's a part of work that has to do with association with other people. In other words, you are a team, and you're working together, and the interaction, sometimes it might even be the uh, non-business interaction, I think is an important component to uh, b- being in a civil society, uh, that seems to be ev- eroded a little bit. But on the other hand, again, I come back to this. This is what surprises me the most, is that people working from home uh, are being measured as more effective and more productive. Absolutely. Isn't that fascinating? Um, they're more productive, but also what we grew up with where you stayed with a company that was company loyalty, you worked extra hours for the sake of the team and the company. Now the millennials spend an average of just two years and nine months at a job, and then they bounce around. And then the generation, the Gen Zers, whoever they are, they were born between 1996 and 2010, they spend even six months less than that. Wow. So everybody is, they're working flexible hours, they want a four-day work week, and they're spending two years and less at a job. So it seems very chaotic. You make a great point. As I recall, uh, going to work and getting my first job, as I, as I thought about, wow, now I've got a retirement plan, I've got a uh, medical pro- program, I've got this, you know all the accoutrements of having a successful career, and my plan was certainly to work for the same, in fact, I did, I worked for the same company for 47 years. That, that said, I'm the exception rather than the rule, though. But I can't, I can't imagine a young person saying, I'm going to take this job and uh, start looking at the, at the uh, help wanted page, <laughs> pages right after I took the job. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, the, but they're doing that, and that's the new norm for them. It isn't for us, but, you know, it, it certainly is for them. They, you know, they don't have the corporate loyalty. Number one, they're working from home. They're not going into the office as much. You know, you probably don't see the boss. You don't see your team. So you don't build that, that loyalty. You don't mm-hmm. have the opportunity. So if they switch jobs, what difference does it make? Because their driving force is happiness. Well, you know what? That's not a bad driving force, is it, Boo? <laughs> I think that's no. A, I, I it mean, it seems weird to say it because you know we grew up where you make money, you have a career peak. Not so much anymore. You become financially independent. Now, fifty as I said, fifty-six percent of the people that work. The driving force is feeling happy and staying healthy. I think that's good. I do too. Yeah, I'll say the uh, the opposite though. And for us, do you recall? And maybe this is apocryphal. Maybe after all these years, I don't remember correctly. But I recall uh, when you decide to go to work that you're going to be making sacrifices for your career. 
as, oh, oppo- sure. as opposed to uh, I- I'm going to uh, go to the office and be happy every day. Right. So, and usually the ones that were sacrificed was your family because yeah. you were working all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my former husband was a physician and you worked till job was done. Yeah. So it was not like at five o'clock, gotta go. Yeah. You know, he was there till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Uh, but again, those are gone. That's so interesting. And the other thing that's happening is people spending more time with their kids and their families. Uh, I think that's a good thing, quite frankly. And uh, again, back to I whole, too. Uh, seeing the ba- birth rate go up, I think that's good for the United States. Quite frankly, it concerns me that uh, we're growing our population through illegal immigration. And we have people coming into the country that don't necessarily buy into the values of uh, you know make America greater, or I should say, uh, freedom, uh, individual freedom and uh, opportunity. I mean, those are the things that make America great. Yeah, the whole immigration thing, boy, that's, it's hard to wrap your mind around that and the impact of that. You know, I, it's so, I, I just can't imagine how we're going to continue to absorb all these people, take yeah. care of them. Well, it's a, it's a big, big problem. And, uh, Maybe the my hope is I mean the Supreme or one of the courts has ruled that they have to re reinstate the, the president's uh, remain in Mexico rules. I think that's what what the courts decided. In any event, there are some good things that are happening on that front. But the the concern is what's the motivation of the administration? It's certainly not to enforce the law. It's <clears throat> I think to enhance. Uh, the whole notion of getting these foreigners to come into the country. And there's nothing wrong with foreigners, but to come in illegally. <clears throat> What's the net gain on that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I have no idea. It seems like the other countries that are experiencing amounts of immigration, illegal immigration, like Europe, aren't doing so well. I mean, they're really struggling with it. Yeah. Well, we, we need the population growth. There's no question about that in order to pay for programs like Social Security and uh, Medicare in the future. Uh, the problem is that right now when you have these people come in, they are making contributions. When they get jobs, they pay taxes. But uh, uh, in just a portion of what it costs us in order to support them. I mean, uh, can you imagine the New York City right now is what is it? They're paying five million dollars a day or some um, amazing figure just to house these people. A lot of people are leaving California and leaving New York in droves. Yeah. A lot of them are coming here. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, although I think DeSantis is doing a good job to help protect our borders. Uh, uh, he seems to just be in front of the curve all the time. He's just doing the right thing, I think. Yeah, I do too. Well, you know, as in regard to people working, you know, it's kind of a win-win because People are healthy, happier and healthier when they work less, and happier and healthier people are more productive at work. So uh, it's a is that really all over the world people are reporting more job status and improved mental when they can create their own hours. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing, Boo. No question about it. The question is, what are we going to do with all this real estate that's to house these commercial businesses <laughs> that's going to stand well, that's half, an issue. Ha, yeah. half empty? Boo Mortens, again, it's always great to get your thoughts and opinions of what's happening here in the United States and around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, my pleasure, Rob. All right. By the way, uh, Boo was a radio personality in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, so it's great to have her on the show. I think she's uh, extremely entertaining. Okay, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with the Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional somber formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather in more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website DignityMemorial.com. That's www.DignityMemorial.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new refreshing social networking platform and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us coming up uh, we're going to be visiting with linda harden right now we have the seton motley the founder and president of less government Seton, thank you so much for joining us good morning sir good morning seton tell us about less government uh yes we, did, we just reduced the size scope and sphere of influence of government and the fdic does not <laughs> You know, why don't we have FDIC insurance that's going to uh, cover $250,000 and then all of a sudden be out of fear, stark fear? Well, nope, we're going to cover everything. And in fact, what we're well, going to... This, is, this, this, this strikes a personal problem with me because I lived on the water in, in Goodland, just south of Naples, yeah. and I had the only flood insurance available to me which was the government flood insurance. And when Irma flooded my house with four feet of flood water and destroyed everything, the house and everything in it, the government flood insurance gave me $63,300. Wow. For everything. Meanwhile, these morons, they're bailing out Mark Cuban and, you know, billionaires because they vote Democrat. And I got sixty-three grand, and, and, and there was there's no appeal process. All so, right. Yeah, the FDIC is a scam. These are banks. They have money. They should be able to buy and should buy private uh, insurance and not have the government be the the insurer because, as you said, they can be manipulated one way or the other depending upon which constituency needs needs insuring at any given moment. So the the magic. Uh... The magic formula on this one is the secret sauce is what they decided to do is to make all bonds uh, uh, to on the balance sheet uh, at par as opposed to the real value, which all, which all That's of a right. sudden solves the problem. <laughs> right. That's right. And again, this is, this is rudimentary <clears throat> bank management. They, you know, when the interest rate started going up and you had all your money in, in government bonds, any five-year-old goes, you know what? The government bonds are going to be worth less. <laughs> yeah, we should probably <clears throat> diversify a little bit, and of course they don't. And they don't, you know, their rudimentary stupidity is now going to cost us billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And they're not the only bank that made this mistake. In fact, uh, I think there's a, a, some real problems on the horizon. We're going to see some small banks that did exactly the same thing, and because we've seen the uh, reduction of the value of these bonds that most b- banks buy in order to ha- manage the liquidity, they're going to f- they've been reduced in value, and the consequences many. I think there could be a lot of banks that are going to have some trouble. Like I said, they're not the only ones that that have that that, that have not one bought into the government bonds too heavily, and two um, did not diver- did not get rid of them divest them or at least dissipate them to some degree yeah. when the bad news started coming in. I mean, when the, and the bad news wasn't even economic bad news. It was simple. It was simply they're raising interest rates. Right. And everybody knew they were going to raise interest rates because they announced months in advance that they were going to raise interest rates. In fact, you, this, is fact, all, this is absolutely predictable, and it's because of the uh, Biden inflation that's going on right now, the, the way the banks are reacting to That's right. This is all, all I mean, be, comes the, back if to... If anybody knew inflation was coming, it was the banks, because that's to whom 
the government was handing the funny money after they printed it. Yeah. No one knew better than the banks that, they, that there was inflation coming because they were the recipients of the fake money that Biden was printing. Right. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous. Indeed. So uh, before I let you go, I do want to get some comments from you on your latest piece uh, on lessgovernment.org. COVID, climate change, and the globalist theft. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, you know, I, I write a lot about intellectual property because I think it's a fundamentally important component of past U.S. success and one of the main reasons we are, we're tanking as a, as a country now is because we used to very much value, respect, and protect intellectual property. Now we don't. Yep. And as a result, the, it's, it's, you know, when you stop inventing stuff, and we stopped manufacturing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that only left us with inventing stuff. Well, then in 2011, we passed the America Invents Act, which guts the ability to protect your inventions. So now we don't invent stuff and we don't manufacture stuff. Gee, I wonder what the economy will look like in 10 or 20 years. Yeah, wow. So, so we've done that. And meanwhile, of course, because we were inventing stuff, we were the, we were the inventors of the world for since our nation's inception until 2011. We had a lot of our intellectual property stolen. That, of course, continued because you know America Invents Act didn't murder uh, U.S. you know uh, invention overnight. It's, it, it was a slow grind on the mill, right? And um, and and it's gotten worse and worse. Well, now it's just getting. Openly, you know the, the 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 somewhat surreptitious theft by China and the rest of the planet of our intellectual property. China is doing about six hundred billion a year in, in IP theft just from us. And now it's just gotten to the point. You know, I've written in other in other areas where they're not going to pretend anymore. They're not going to hide what they're doing anymore. Um, and and it's it's happening now on the world stage. You saw it during the COVID pandemic where they said, the, the, the global uh, establishment said, well, we need patent waivers on the vaccines. Well, let, let's set aside the fact that the vaccines are awful and poisonous and, <laughs> and kill people. Um, the fact of the matter is we invented them. Yeah. And the world is just saying, screw your patents, screw your you know, proprietary rights, give it to us. And now it's happening again with... Um, well, I can't even remember what I wrote yesterday. Um, it's it's COVID, and what's the second one? You know, I don't recall from your column. Uh... Oh, it's, what's the title? What's the title? Oh, uh, the global theft, COVID, climate change. Climate change. Now you've got some jackass in February demanding that you know. Look again. Don't like green energy. Hate yeah. it. Loathe it. But we've wasted trillions of dollars creating patented material, wind turbines, you know, solar panels, um, electric batteries, all of which suck as energy sources. But it's our money. It's our patents. We invented it. And now the, 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 a globalist idiot is saying, well, we need, to, we need waivers on all that. We, the, to save the planet, we need to, you know, we need waivers. The U.S. needs to just give us all their, all their intellectual property uh, for all the green energy tech. And we and did it. Course, and we're and, doing and it. We're doing it. Yeah. And we're doing it. And, and, and again, 
the, the moral hazard is what we talk about. The moral hazard is, okay, if you're inventing something today, if you're working, if you're, if, if you're thinking about invent, investing in something today that might become an invention tomorrow, and you're watching this on the global stage, guess what you're not going to actually do? You're not going to actually <coughs> invest and invent anything because, precisely because, you'll, you're afraid you're going to be next when the, when the international fees start demanding waivers on your intellectual property. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank signing off. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Seton. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Carden. We'll find out what's on her mind. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and they know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to have a winning strategy in the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.com. Org, the FGA.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's not only my wife, but such a well-informed person in terms of uh, her understanding of what's going on locally and around the world. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Well, I'm just trying to save the world. <laughs> yes. One, one day at a time. <clears throat> it's difficult. Good morning. So, hey, good morning. And uh, let's just start off with uh, the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. I wanted to get your thoughts. 
Well, when you just asked me that, right this second, it made me think of uh, Biden's uh, former press secretary <clears throat> saying that he never does anything Before, at 9 o'clock in, in the morning. But <laughs> yesterday it was important because the bank, uh, all the banks were going to hell in a handbasket. So he felt someone got him out of bed. Hey, Joe, banks, we're going down. We gotta, you got to get out of bed. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? I, she, there's no way she can walk that back. Yeah. No way. And that was just hysterical. And then, and then she tried to say, oh, well, he's a night owl. Well, no, everybody knows that he's... He's in called, bed by 7.30 yeah, at Yeah, he, ca- he calls a lit at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> for heaven's sakes. What an idiot. Yeah. So Anyway, so this bank thing is just... Everybody's scrambling to try and say, oh, no, everything's okay, everything's Things okay. No, no problem here. Wait, let's look over here and look at. Oh, let's let's just don't pay attention to the because everything's fine. Well, well, here's the thing. They they, they say this is not going to be uh, funded by taxpayers. Well, of course it's going to be fun. Everything gets back to w- the source of the money comes from the taxpayers. That's who's going to be p- footing the bill uh, with regard to they've got uh, uh, they're going to protect people who have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in deposits in these banks. So where's the money going to come from? Well, it's going to come from money that's created by taxpayers. And you know, you know what's so hysterical when Biden managed to get his sorry ass out of bed yesterday, get his coat and tie on, and and go and speak. He blamed it on Trump. <laughs> he said, he says, oh well, the regulations were lifted during the last administration. That doesn't even have anything to do with it. What was what was having to do with it is, um, in big letters, all caps, underscored, Biden's inflation. It's, there's no question about it. I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, this inflation has caused the uh, Fed to react. They've raised interest rates. It's created a depression of the value of the bonds that uh, banks use for liquidity. There's been drawing uh, now, in, in, for example, in the case of this bank, uh, they had to liquidate bonds with a, a loss of $2 billion in value, and it created a run on the bank. Oh, and let's, let's, let's just don't. Don't pass over the fact that the CEO paid himself how many millions of dollars two days before the bank, and and they paid off bonuses to the executives a couple hours before oh, the FDIC took. No, over. nothing, to, nothing to see here. There's, there's. I'm telling you, our government is so corrupt in every which way to Sunday. It's and and oh by the way, um, the Signature Bank. Guess guess who was up to his eyeballs in that? Remember Barney Frank? Yeah. Barney Frank's on the board of directors from Signature Bank. Oh, well, there's nothing to see here. We did everything by the book. Where have we heard that before? Well, but to, and I'm not defending Barney Frank, believe me, but the point the point is that I think many banks are going to find themselves in the same situation. They all use owned bonds, uh, you know, treasuries, in order to uh, fund the liquidity, and the consequence, the value of those bonds is down. So interest rates up, uh, bond values down. So that's, it's that simple. Well, when I when I got back from my walk yesterday, I told you that I've been listening to Glenn Beck, and he said that eighty eight percent of the of the investors uh, or or um, clients of this um, SVP bank in Silicon Valley um, won't get their money back because and and you told me why because they're invested in stuff that hasn't happened yet. Well, venture capitalists, so in yep. other words, uh, they. Uh, they uh, uh, don't necessarily uh, have deposits at the bank. They have uh, things that they own that are in the bank. In any event, the the point being, uh, this is going to be a difficult time. And I don't think that Biden could talk his way through this one. He can blame Trump all he wants to, but quite frankly, it's on him. 
Well, there's, you, you know what, they're living, Trump is living rent-free in, in their heads, and, and they are so scared of him. Meanwhile, um, Biden doesn't take any questions on this mess he's created. He just goes, he makes his little talk, turns around and shuts the door behind him. Yeah. And, and, and then he flies out to California to do this dog and pony show for like 12 people. Um, and, and guess who's speaking in Iowa where they're, where they're lined up around blocks to go see him? Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, you just can't make this up. It's, it's just... It's just crazy. I mean, this we're living. I'm I'm grateful for we're living in this time, but it's not for the faint of heart. No, it's certainly certainly not. So uh, I do want to mention uh, before uh, I end the show here that uh, the Optima Foundation is presenting an inaugural Education Freedom Gala. It's happening on Sunday, March the twenty sixth. It's going to be a terrific evening with Greg Gutfield. Now, he, Greg Gutfield is a very entertaining and funny guy. But he's also a, a school choice advocate, and that's what uh, the Optima Foundation is all about, is creating charter schools in the state of Florida. And uh, so Grave Gutfield is going to be, a lo- be there, as, lo- as well as Congressman Byron Donalds as well. So I hope you'll get tickets. It's going to be at the Ritz-Carlton at the Naples in, in Tiburon. Uh, and uh, cocktail reception starts at 6. Dinner in the program starts at 7. And again, you can go to Optima.Foundation. Optima.Foundation is the website in order to get tickets. Linda, it sounds like a great time. You just threw a commercial right in the middle of my segment. <laughs> well, and didn't even warn me. No, I didn't. Well, that's because that's how my mind works. Right. <laughs> so, And you know that, too. So in any event, uh, any other good scoop? Well, Fauci's in a world of hurt. He is. He's trying to backpedal everything he's been doing. And, and I sent you some information with Robert F. Kennedy's interview with this um, uh, Jimmy Dore, who, by the way, has, has really come, he's, he's afraid of nothing. He's a, he's a radio show. He's got a podcast, too. He's got a radio show. But the stuff that came out of that interview with Robert F. Kennedy, holy smokes. Yeah. That I mean, it, it is lighting the world on fire and... and and Fauci has been, I mean, we knew this because we both read Robert F. Kennedy's book, but uh, Fauci has been dabbling in this stuff for the, for the longest time, and guess who's paying for it? We are, in fact, twice. The Department of Defense. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the Patriot Act gave, gave Fauci and his, biolabs. Yeah. They had, to, they had biolabs here, and they moved them over to Wuhan because they were being found out here. This is crazy stuff. It is indeed. And 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 let me just mention before, in case you want to throw another commercial in my segment, I'm not going to let you do it. Um, I just have to th- uh, do a shout out to Tucker Carlson. Um, we were in, we were impressed with Tucker before. Yeah. But he was so brave to do that uh, J6 committee stuff. Yeah. Uh, last Monday, and 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 the the biggest takeaway that I got from his segment. I mean, he he showed the tape on Monday, and then he did backup on Tuesday and Wednesday. But it just like we always talk about, like I always mention, who are the good guys on Capitol Hill? And you know what he said? It's just the Uniparty. They're all on the same side. Yeah, no question. Which is which is scary, except for you know a, a, like a handful of people. But they're all on the same side, which which is should be frightening and make everybody sit up and take notice. Indeed. Linda, I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. 
We've got great guests for uh, tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, professor, will be joining us as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them or without you. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.